Good morning. It's time to wake up, y'all. You're listening to the Armchair Quarterback Show. We're here weekdays, 8 a.m. Eastern, 7 Central to 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central. Available on Google Android, Apple iPhone, Facebook Live, and Periscope Twitter. Tap that Armchair Quarterbacks app. Take us anywhere you go. The Armchair Quarterback Show, your first choice for Southern Sports Talk. Good morning, Mr. Justin Waller. Good morning. I don't know much, but I know one thing. The New York Jets are playing Santa Claus and delivering Christmas cheer to all the good little boys and girls of North Florida. The heck were you thinking? <laughs> Hi, I'm Mac and I don't know much, but I know one thing. Donald Trump has already discussed bringing back The Apprentice. Oh, I can't wait him wait to watch him fire Joe Biden in the first episode. You're listening to the Armchair Quarterbacks. I cannot believe they're letting her just use them like that. I mean, anything she wants, they go panting after her like trained dogs. You know that just last week she had Howard drive all the way to her uncle's house in Orange County to pick up her TV? You want Ted Leonard and me get your television from your ex-boyfriend? Apples and oranges here, Sheldon. I'm telling you, that girl is a user, skating through life on her looks, taking advantage of innocent, weak-willed men, getting auditions for stupid network shows. It just creams my corn. May I interject something here? Please. You got the wrong mustard. Armchair. Community Access Channel. He's the armchair quarterback. He's full of beer and he's full of snacks. Hey, howdy, hi, top of the morning to you. Welcome to the Armchair Quarterback Radio Show. I'm Mac McGee sitting alongside Tony Aguilini. Tony, how the hell are you this morning, sir? I'm good, man. Happy Monday and uh, good to be on. Good to see you. Justin, how the hell are you, sir? I'm doing great, Mac. Well, let's uh, dive right into it. We're going to talk, we're going to into the college football playoffs here in a second. But the first thing we want to talk about is that SEC championship game, a game that uh, no one gave much of a chance for Florida to pull off. And that was that was honestly the game of the day. It was a lot of fun to watch. I never had the feeling that Florida was going to win that game, but I thought they were going to make it extremely uncomfortable had had uh, they possibly gotten that onside kick. Who the hell knows? Uh, Tony, what say you? I'm sure you were uh, dripping off of every single play I know you had to have been because I was following you on Twitter. So, <laughs> yeah. What's that? Yeah, no, I was. I mean, honestly, I was. I was kind of. I was encouraged for the most part. I mean, the, the defense pretty much played how we we thought they would play for about ninety percent of the game. They couldn't get in Alabama's way, and in the first half, when they when they did on a couple occasions, we'd have some stupid bonehead penalty to um, you know, either give them a better third down like a going from third and nine to third and four or uh you know just we, we had a hands in the face that they called and um you know gave them a first down so the times when we did get stops in the first half we kind of pissed it away and then uh in the second half played a little bit better i thought they maybe got a little bit more a little conservative on a couple drives which kind of helped us get them off the field and um you know obviously smith had a huge game harris was unstoppable and mac jones made all the throws uh, and, and honestly, I thought the offense played well. I mean, you know, Trask had the, the, the one fumble, but honestly, I mean, he never really had a chance on that one. Um, but yeah, no, I was I was encouraged by it. The, the talent gap is, is obviously still there. I think from a physicality standpoint, we're not quite there yet either. Um, but it's a lot closer than it was uh, in, in the McElwain days. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see. It's I think Florida still had to play a perfect game to beat Bama and, and couldn't quite do it. There was one instance where I felt like Mullen made a mistake, and that was it was the second half. 
Florida had the ball about midfield, and it was going to be fourth and about three or four, and he punted. And I yeah. felt like that, first of all, you've got arguably the most potent offense in college football for this year. You can't get three, three yards. You're probably not going to beat Alabama because you've got to take advantage of the field position and be able to get some points out of that drive. I think that ended actually ended up being Florida ended up uh, causing a punt later on after they punted to Bama. But at the time, there was nothing suggesting that Florida was going to stop Alabama. And I, I thought that that was a dangerous game to play. And in the end, you lose by a possession. Maybe that's the possession that yeah. you, that yeah. you might I, have gotten. I, he had that one. We burned a timeout before a, before going for two, which what I didn't What the hell was that about? Yeah, I, I didn't get either of those. I, I don't get going for two there. I know there's some analytics somewhere that probably tells them to do it, you know, that's, whatever. But that's some don't. stupid – that's some NFL junk that just started yeah, this and, year. I just started know seeing that. it. This, this it, year, he, they started because they – what the, what the argument is, is hmm. that if you go for two, you are – good chance you're, you're going to get one of the two times because if you have to right. score two touchdowns, right? And if you get – get it the first time you have a much higher probability of winning the game because at that point you either need two field goals or a touchdown wins the game i still hate that because i still think what you do is if you don't get it you put your team behind the eight ball and you score a touchdown you still have to get a two-point conversion to tie the game but that's some new and it's some new analytical junk that we're probably going to be seeing in the near future yeah, and that's Everywhere. that's a thing where you know if you're driving down the field, you have to know that if you're going to score, you know, plan ahead. You, you're going to go for two, have everything ready, and not have to burn a timeout. We definitely needed that on Bama's last drive, and then the other one, you know, we've been really good this year about scoring before half and then getting the ball back and scoring again, which we did, but we left Bama with like a minute five, and you know, at that point, of course, we couldn't stop anybody. They went right down the field like it was nothing and it scored a touchdown. And I would have liked to have left them with about you know twenty or. So seconds left, but we struggled so bad in the red zone last week against LSU. I guess we we figured we weren't going to take our chances and go ahead and score. But uh, I would have I would have maybe bled the clock a little bit at the end of the first half too. But ultimately, I thought Mullen called a really good game. Other than those two gaps, just clock management stuff. The play calling was great. I thought Bama was on their heels for for most of the game, considering we couldn't run the ball for for squat. So, Justin, did you get a chance to catch much of the game? I did. Um took away Najee Harris uh, couldn't be stopped and uh, <laughs> he ran all over the place Dude. what a, what a, what a game I'd be tanking for Najee man <laughs> to hell this yeah. Trevor Lawrence <laughs> that's a bad man right there maybe that's I mean, what the Jets are doing I haven't I haven't seen a running back that big run routes like like he does I mean he's fantastic until next year when Alabama brings someone out the right. door. I mean it's absurd with their right. running backs I was sitting there thinking yesterday I was like man they've got to have like a dozen running backs in the National Football League right now it, it's yeah. it's insane and he's probably from Florida which will make it worse right which is awesome he's probably from, from uh, he's probably actually from Gainesville actually right. actually he lived halfway between Gainesville and Tallahassee and he, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's the killer man that's that's the thing it's you know uh, you gotta you gotta protect the state in recruiting, and and the, the two best teams in the country are are loaded with talented uh, Florida guys. It is unreal. Uh, sorry, Justin, what were you saying? <laughs> 
No, I just, uh, aside from those, I mean, it's just a tale of two halves to me. Uh, the first half was kind of what we thought it would be. Uh, Alabama come out, cover the spread easily. And then the uh, second half, uh, Forrest said, hold my beer and uh, opened up the offense. And uh, for some reason, Alabama forgot how to play defense. So it, it was uh, it, it was a fun two football games to watch. By the way, I so I just saw the, the bowl lineups this morning when I woke up. I didn't even look for them yesterday because – they announced the the uh, the college football playoffs, and then it rolled right into NFL Sunday. Then I got engrossed in that, and I knew Florida State wasn't going to a bowl game because, first of all, who the hell wants them? And then, second of all, they got out in front of it and said, we're not going to play in a bowl game, and that's when everyone snickered them back and go, yeah, you're not going to play in a bowl game. Like, you couldn't beat you know teams like Georgia Tech. That's why you're not going to play in a bowl game, not because you're choosing to. Uh, so, <laughs> anyways... Um, that Florida Oklahoma game that should be a lot of fun. Are you planning on going to that, Tony? I no. I looked at flights and on a week's notice, it's like four fifty to get out there. And and my, my closest friend lives out there, but I'll see him this hockey season hopefully. So uh, we're, we'll watch that one on TV. But yeah, I'm with you, man. That's a that's a fun matchup. Uh, I was kind of hoping for maybe more of a layup game because I don't know who's going to play for us. I know Pitts is not going to play. I would guess Trask is going to play in his home state. Um, oh, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, that'll that'll be a lot of fun. I don't think Trask um, is a uh, I'm not going to play because I don't want to get hurt kind of yeah, guy. I, I think he'll I think he'll play it. He should. I mean, he's, it's one one more audition for for the next level. Um, you know, OU's defense can't really stop anybody sometimes either. So um, that that should be a fun one. Both teams might score 100. The only thing I don't like about the Jets losing. And the Jags getting the one pick is I really wanted to see Trask come to Jacksonville. I really wanted to see that marriage because I think it would have been great for the fans. It just just everything involved. I, I don't know a, a, a Seminole fan that hates Kyle Trask, right? So you, right. You, yeah, he's a he's, he's a likable kid. He's, it's a great story, and I think he's going to be a good NFL prospect. You know who he reminds me of for since since you kind of mentioned Florida State fans not liking not liking or not not liking Trask. I guess you say um, I. To me, he's like a he's a Casey Weldon for for us. Like yes. he's a, a super super tough kid. He makes all the throws. He, you know, he, they've got about the same level receivers that that, that FSU had back then with McCorvey and, and those guys. So uh, I, th- I think he's I, I think the respect is there from from just about everybody we play. He's a tough kid uh, to not like. Kind of like an Aaron Murray or you remember um, Eric Zaire for. Uh, yeah. Eric Zire for Georgia back in the day. He's he, he's kind of like uh, kind of like one of those guys for for everybody. So um, yeah, there, there's not a he's not a guy that you see and you're like, man, that guy's a, that guy's some kind of jerk or I can't stand that guy. I never liked Eric Zire though because he uh, uh, Justin probably remembers this better, but he uh, had some kind of a, a celebration during a Tennessee game that always rubbed me the wrong way. I forget what it was, but he did something and it was like, you know, of course nowadays it would probably go under the radar, but at the time it was more in. You know, 20 years ago, it was like in your face, like, what the hell does this guy think he's doing, right? <laughs> now it's like, okay, well, that's just, you know, part of the football celebrations. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we are going to be back in two and two because we got college football playoffs to talk about. <sighs> are we ever going to get out of this Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama invitational? We'll be back in a flash. At Shell, we know from the time you get up to the time you wrap up, there's a lot of meetups, eat-ups, and hurry-ups. So come to Shell and get three things done at once. Fill up with Shell V Power Nitro Plus to help keep your engine running like new. Save up with the Fuel Rewards Program and never pay full price for gas again. 
and snack up with in-store rewards to save even more at the pump. Make the most of the stop you need to make with Shell. And engines that continuously use Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gas. And see full terms and conditions at FuelRewards.com. Make contact. A collective psychosis is sweeping the nation. We're in the thick of the haze craze, and Elysian is introducing an altered state of IPA. Contact Haze is a tangled chemistry of mild haze, low bitterness, and an explosion of hop aroma. This hazy IPA bursts with notes of bright raspberry, currant, citrus, guava, and passion fruit. Available in six-pack cans in stores and in all Seattle Elysian locations. Make contact. The Armchair Quarterback's Wake Up Show. The rock and roll of Sports Talk Radio. So turn that auto-tune and mumble crap off from the other guys. The Medicare annual election period deadline is almost here. I'm Meredith Vieira, here with examples of people who started their search for coverage at MyHealthPolicy.com. Meet Larry. He likes doing things online, so he started at MyHealthPolicy.com. I took my time and found the coverage I was looking for, and done. Next is Mary. When she wanted answers, she picked up the phone. I wanted a local perspective on plans, so I called MyHealthPolicy.com and done. Switched to a better plan. And Michael. I met with a local licensed insurance agent face-to-face and done. Go to MyHealthPolicy.com to compare top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including $0 premium plans, or call 1-800-GO-START. That's 1-800-GO-START. Meredith Vieira is a paid endorser. KF Agency operates MyHealthPolicy.com, not connected with or endorsed by the U.S. government or the federal Medicare program. A licensed insurance agent may call. Mmm. Boy, that Hennigan goes down smooth. <laughs> and afterwards, you don't even smell. That's right, folks. I just had three shots of Hennigan's and I don't smell. Imagine, you can walk around drunk all day. That's Hennigan's. No smell, no tell, scotch. Welcome back here to the Armchair Quarterbacks. College football playoffs are set, and they'll be on January 1st. So I must have been reading an an old article when I texted you, Tony, over the weekend about doing January, or sorry, December 31st, because the article I was reading had the the matchups this year on the 31st. I don't know if they changed it or if this site was just wrong. But anyways, uh, hopefully we can have you on the 30th instead because that's Florida, you know, uh, Oklahoma, and then, of course, it's you know right for the college football playoffs. We're going to get the playoffs going on the first. Programming note, we obviously won't be here on Christmas or New Year's Day, so we'll be – What? (laughs) What? Off on Christmas. Actually, we're gonna let uh, Justin do a solo show a little, but an hour earlier on a New like Year, on a New Year's Day. So you know, because <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a special time, one a.m. He's gonna right. <laughs> about about the time that Florida Oklahoma game will end, uh, about one thirty two o'clock. Right. Either that, or we do a pop up show uh, at midnight and just yeah. and just celebrate the, the new year yeah. and, and give our ridiculous prediction. Yeah, no, that'll, that'll be good. I'm I'm off most of the week next week, so cool. Uh, so 
the college football playoffs are set and I don't hate the matchups because at least we don't get I don't want to see Clemson Notre Dame three. If right. he if we get it because they win their way in, then fair enough. But I, I just didn't want to see it again this 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 closely. So there's really no other way you could go. I guess maybe you could go Alabama, Clemson, and Notre Dame, Ohio State. That might have given a little more excitement because maybe the fans would be excited about the fact that you would have someone in the championship game that is not Alabama or Clemson and might give someone a rooting interest. But what we have to pull for now is that there's a, just an upset. I, I just, I honestly, I don't know about y'all. I would Alabama Clemson be entertained. Sure. It would, but I just, I don't want to see that. I want to see something different, whatever we get, not necessarily want to see Ohio state, Alabama. Cause I feel like that's going to be a boat race, but in a perfect world, I wouldn't mind seeing, and normally I hate these these two universities would never pull for them, but I wouldn't mind seeing a Notre Dame-Ohio State just because it would be something different, right? We'll start with the Clemson-Ohio State game. Tony, do you give Ohio State much of a chance of uh, beating Clemson? Because I do not. I don't really either. I, I get that Ohio State was missing some guys on Saturday. I thought Fields looked awful. Um and, the whole and, off, yes. He, look, I think I might have said it on Twitter, but regardless, he he always looks like he's aiming the ball as opposed to rocking back right. and throwing it. It's it's he's, almost it, like he's got to think about where he's he's throwing. It. It's it's not one one continuous motion. Yeah, when when he's not dynamic with his legs, he and he and he, and he turns into a regular quarterback. I, I don't think he's very good. And that said, I don't. I mean, I, I know they wanted to feature him, but. Ohio State could have ran for 700 yards against Northwestern the, the other day, and and they never really tried to until about what the end of the third, beginning of the fourth quarter, where they finally said, you know what, screw it, we can we can run for a bunch of yards. But um, the other side of that, uh, you know, Clemson obviously with Lawrence back, you can't like I was saying the other day, you, you can't focus as much on ETN because you can't load up the box, You're hoping that the backup quarterback makes a mistake. So. With Lawrence back and and and, and all that, I, I think I think Clemson win by a couple touchdowns. To be honest with you, none of these now, none of these semifinal games the last few years have really been all that intriguing. Once the once the ball gets kicked off, the lead off the lead up stuff's cool. But other than that, we really could have just skipped to Alabama and Clemson. I think probably this year and uh, you know just just done a two game deal. But they want four, and, and some people want eight, so we can you know have have even even less uh, interesting you know quarterfinals. So. You you bring up an interesting point, Justin. I'll start with you. Are you okay? So I saw basically what's trending out there in the college football world on Twitter is there there is a a portion of the people that want to go back to just two like the BCS, and there's a portion of people that want to expand the playoffs. And there's valid arguments for both sides. Justin, what say you? Would you rather see it expanded or would you rather see it just go back to two? I'd rather just see it expanded. I mean, if your whole point was to open it up and allow, let's let's have all the five conference champs and put your at larges is give the power fives a chance to. Uh, I mean, hey, it ain't gonna be easy. You're gonna be your your power fives that come in are probably gonna play your one two seeds. So I mean, it, it, it it's gonna be a tall order, but uh, they earn them. You uh, faded out there, there first. For a second, uh, Tony, uh, what say you? Would you rather see it go? But back I'd like to see it in there. Um, just... 
Tony, would you like to see it go back to two or expand to eight or seven or six or whatever? Yeah, I think I think the most. I, I don't I don't love it at I don't like it at eight. I think I think eight's too many. I, six is okay with me. Give the first two seeds, give the first two uh, top two seeds buys, and, and let the let the other four fight it out for an extra week. Um, that, that's that's as big as I would get because I think at that point you're you're kind of watering it watering it down, and then you're watering down the regular season too. I don't, I don't hate the four. It's just, I don't know. It just seems like most years those those semifinal games just end up being, um, end up being blowouts. And, and we've we've gotten some outstanding finals, but it's usually because the semis go as planned. I've, I well, I, I'm not going to change what I've been saying for years. I, I like seven. Seven's my favorite number for it because you you still reward one team to get a bye, which means that when you get to conference championship Saturday there wouldn't be teams phoning it in, right? So let's say in a, in a year where Clemson and Alabama were undefeated, let's say Trevor Lawrence had never been uh, out with COVID and they're undefeated, Alabama's undefeated. If you only have one team that's going to get that by, they're both going to play like like their lives are on the line for the SEC and ACC championship game. So I like that aspect because I don't want to get to a point where teams are phoning it in, where they're benching guys in the conference championship games, which could open the door for someone else to get in. I And the reason why I like seven over six is because I'm with Justin. I want all five power conferences to get automatic bids by winning your conference championship game. Not go don't let's take the committee out of most of it. Five auto, automatic bids and then the committee would only have to choose two in a 7, 3 and an 8 and eight, 8 team scenario. Mm-hmm. I think if you only do 6, the committee is still going to be having their hands involved in all six of them and I don't like it because they are extremely flawed. They don't watch the games. They're always way off. The fact that they didn't have some of these teams ranked up higher as the season goes along, I think in the end we probably got the four best teams in in the playoffs. But what I'm saying is, go, there's some things that that there were was happening along the way in the last few weeks where you had got teams way ranked way below teams that should not be above them, and that's why I, I'm not a fan of the committee. I think the committee's terrible. I think they're a bunch of old codgers that probably watch one game a Saturday, if that. A lot of them have full-time jobs and very stressful, you know, we have Condoleezza Rice in as, as, as one of the people, right? I think she's got more, more important things to do than to lock in on a Saturday and watch seven or eight college football games. So if you're going to do it straight committee, then I need, I need a committee that that's what they do full-time. That, that on Saturdays, that's all they do is watch college football and I just check out a game or two. Um, so that's why I'm a, a big fa- fan of more teams getting in. So you have the automatic bid for your conference championship. There's no guessing, right? If Florida, a- if Florida beat Alabama on Saturday, they probably still don't get into the playoffs. But in, but in this scenario, they do. Do you put a caveat on those two? What's that? Do they have to be a uh, you know a non-power five? Because if not, it's just going to turn into say. Florida pulls that upset off and say uh, the roles were reversed and uh, Notre Dame wins the ACC championship. Well, then Clemson and Alabama are just your six and seven at that point. So what did you really, you're still not expanding anything. You're just, you're locking in your five conference champions. How do you keep it from being well, just you're locking publicity in your five conference of the champions loser? And you're getting two or three at larges. And if there's an at large out there to be had, then a Cincinnati could get in. Right. 
Cause but that's I, what I'm saying. Would they get in over a Clemson that lost or an Alabama that lost this past weekend? Okay. If we had that scenario, would you put them in? Uh, but they didn't lose, Is I guess is what my point is. Uh, right, and we don't have this playoff. But I'm j- you, I think you've got to put a caveat some there that you need at least to have a one non-Power 5 at large. At least one. But what if? But what if you get a year where the Power Fives are just terrible, right? And well, then Alabama boat races somebody like they're going to do anyway. Well, I don't like giving a a non Power Five an automatic bid, right? I I just I think I think they should have a, a a legitimate argument. In other words, the committee needs to take it seriously. I get what you're saying. You don't. I would say that there needs to be a cap. You can't have more than two teams per conference, right? I don't want to get this where there's all of a sudden one year we've it's turned into the Big Ten Invitational or something. So no, I, I mean I, I get that point, but I don't want it to be, uh, you know, in certain you know, look, Cincinnati almost lost their conference championship game, so that means the Chanticleers would have gotten in. I don't think that is a team that was probably going to match up well against the big boys, so to speak. But I wouldn't have had an issue with Cincinnati getting in or a BYU had BYU beaten uh, San Jose State. San Jose State possibly, uh, you know. So Tennessee. What did you say, Tennessee? Easy there. <laughs> hey, we'll, look, we're going to we Liberty Bowl, baby. You step off. We need to expand the playoffs to seventy-three teams. Florida State we're still getting Tennessee in there. No, <laughs> I, I'm with you on the committee. I mean, you've got and. I love our athletic director. I'm, I love college baseball. He's doing all he's doing. He built this new stadium, this, that, and the other. He doesn't need to be on the committee. Like he's um, the, the committee. If you're an AD, you've got 4,000 responsibilities on game day that are inside the stadium, not, you know, parking it and watching, you know, I'd rather the committee be a bunch of, you know, ESPN, CBS media guys versus, you know, armchair quarterbacks. And, armchair yeah, quarterbacks exactly. Right. We all, I mean, I mean we honestly, all, you know, people like us, I'm not saying us, but people like us yeah. is what should be on the committee. In other words, right. people that actually watch the games. Now, the right. problem is you got to worry about their, everyone's fandom, right? And you're trying to elbow your team in there. So that's the only issue that you're going to have with that. But I think you're going to have that regardless. If it's a big enough committee, you don't have to worry about it. You just make sure you spread it out. You don't put seven Florida State fans in the damn thing. You, right. you make sure there's only like one, maybe two, depending on how big the committee is, right? But you don't put you know all all from one area. You don't go. You know what? We're gonna pull pull from this. I love the idea. Let's start recruiting in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, this Saturday and get our first five, and then go from there. Yeah. They need to be all around because to to the point the Pac-12 gets screwed at, at out of this every single year. You never know. There might be a Pac-12 team in there that might be worth a, a crap. I don't think there was this year, but. Right. I think it would be good for college football, though, to guarantee a Pac-12 champion because now there's interest out there. You know if you win the Pac-12 champ- championship, you're going to get in. And Yeah, I think, same thing I think too, one of the um, – I mean, this year we're only picking – you know, this year the, the it was only up to the committee really to pick one team, you know, pretty much. I mean, you, we, I'm not a big fan of, of Notre, Notre Dame getting in, but – in, in Ohio State too, since they played such a such a limited schedule. If Ohio State had played, you know, 11, 12 games, then and they're undefeated. Obviously, they're they're in, but ultimately they're only. Well, trying what's to, your issue with Notre Dame? Because they had two really good wins and they only had had one loss. Yeah, I, well, I, I say that I, I more mean that um, you actually played. You had full Clemson playing full Notre Dame. I think this this time, and, and you saw what happened. Now, 
I, I'm not that I'm not like that peeved about it, but I think if if Clemson puts on another touchdown or two in that game, is Notre Dame still in? Yeah, I I do because the, they beat Clemson, and whether it was Trevor Lawrence or not, Trevor Lawrence's backup threw for 400 yards that day. It wasn't like yeah, he still had a big game. It wasn't like Clemson couldn't move the ball. They right. well, I think that comes down to the fact that a Trevor Lawrence was back, and b right. it's really hard to beat someone two times in that short mm-hmm. period of time period, and. For for anyone that missed the first quarter and a half of the game, Notre Dame dominated it. They mm-hmm. screwed they themselves because they kept shooting themselves in the foot when they had a chance to capitalize and score. They got one field goal out of four drives that that crossed into Clemson's territory. You and you're not going to beat Clemson doing that. And then eventually, and they, Clemson figured them out on defense, mm-hmm. and Trevor Lawrence was just moving the ball up and down the field. Yeah, book missed a wide open guy too on a like a fourth and six or something like right. that, and he and uh, the receiver never kind of broke down and 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 book tried to keep him in bounds and and anyway, um, but but yeah, no, they should I, have I mean, had at the, least seventeen points going into the second quarter, right? And they and they had three, and, yeah. and you knew you, you got to you got to take advantage of everything. You got to you cannot go goes oh yeah. we'll get them later. No, this is Clemson. You got to get them now. If you have a chance to score a touchdown, you probably need to score two. You probably need to score and then try to sneak in an onside kick. Tony, yeah, I know you got to run, sir. What what is your walk off for the day? No, I'm fine. I'm fine with the four. I, I think um, you know, and I, I know A and M. You know, I, I thought Jimbo handled it pretty pretty well yesterday. Um, you know, there's these are four four really good teams. It's not really an, an argument too too heavy against any of the four. Um, but uh, the, the bowl games, I think they did a, a good job. I would have, you know. I know South Carolina's in with with two games or two wins. I I would have liked to see South Carolina and FSU play. I think that would have been cool. I don't know where I don't know who would have jumped to, to host those two schools, but um, Gator Bowl I think is NC State Kentucky. Kentucky's all of a sudden's a, a Gator Bowl favorite lately. Um, so it'll be fun. And, and the cool thing is there's not a month break. I mean Florida plays OU what in a week and a couple of days. So um, it, it'll football come fast and furious here pretty quickly. Tomorrow BYU plays a bowl game. Yeah, playing UCF, I think, in Boca or something, yeah, something like that. A, so. Yeah, it's Boca Retombo. I think there's actually a bowl game today that's already been had been predetermined, but it, it's nothing of interest. But, yeah, yes, there is. Uh, and 2.30 then, well, today, your North Texas, uh, whatever they are, is versus Appalachian State. Man, I, I didn't look to see if uh, America's team got a bowl game or, or not this year, the UT – San Antonio Anteaters or, or whatever they're called. Wood, uh, what are they, the Woodpeckers or something like that? I don't but, uh, see them, but I'll, I'll, I'll look into it on the break. Maybe they'll maybe they'll play Army who's uh, waiting for somebody to get COVID so they can go play somebody. Too, well, so. they didn't put Florida State and South Carolina in a bowl game together because they didn't want Florida State backing out six hours before the damn game kicks off because <laughs> the FSU athletic director is a yeah. spineless tool. Uh, (laughs) Tell me what you really think, McGee. Uh, That's right. We'll see you on the 30th, whatever day of the week that is. Sounds good. Happy holidays, guys. Have a Merry Christmas, and uh, we'll we'll see you on the other side. Sounds good. See you, Tony. Merry Christmas. Take care, guys. Merry Christmas. We'll be back in a flash show on the Armchair Quarterbacks. Triple Decker Burn! Fantasy Sports is back, and it's time to jump into DraftKings. Go to DraftKings today at DraftKings.com. Golf, NASCAR, soccer, you name it. And, of course... Major League Baseball, Basketball, Hockey, and Football are on the way. Go to DraftKings.com, listen to the Armchair Quarterbacks for DFS advice all year round. To all be special sauce, lettuce, cheese, trickles. 
Armchair Quarterbacks Radio covers the whole SEC the whole season long. Down. Here's Tua stepping back. Loads up. Looks long. Throws. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown. Alabama. Devontae Smith. Touchdown. Alabama. And the Crimson Tide has once again ascended to the top of the college football mountain. Again, it's going to be Propel. Wing and the kicker, Drew Alamo. LSU remains undefeated. Passes away, penalty flag down. Lamar Thomas has got it. Lamar Thomas is on his way down the sideline. George Teague is after him and runs him down. Takes the ball. Takes the ball away from him. Teague's got the ball. Well, congratulations to the LSU Tigers, the 2008 BCS National Champion. Armchair. listening to the armchair quarterback show we're here weekdays drive time find the armchair quarterback show on facebook today if i leave here tomorrow oh please not the ashby's family emergency apparently it's so urgent they didn't even have time to think of a plausible excuse <laughs> so where does that leave us well let's see we have a third-rate caterer with a record <laughs> two lushes a couple who think we're both nutcases. An Argentine wild child and Ross. Dinner is served. Blowing up in little big houses, making out on living room couches. Blowing that smoke on Saturday night. A little messed up, but we're all alright. Hey! Welcome back here to the armchair quarterbacks. On a Monday morning. Always one of the my god. Before I forget to talk about this, Justin, so did you listen to any of the Philadelphia-Arizona football game yesterday? I had a feeling this would get brought up. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> how bad is Akeem Tlaib? And how the hell is he still on? He was so bad a few weeks ago when he made his debut, he trended on Twitter. And I don't understand it. A, how he's still around, and B, how do you give a keep to leave that game? To me, that game was that was the game of the day, in my opinion. Was. That was better than than what we were being told that it was going to be Saints Chiefs because I never felt like Saints Chiefs was in doubt. That game was a, a roller coaster of a ride. I don't understand how the hell he is. He is the broadcaster. He is so bad. He's, I'll tell you one thing. After I listened to him for a while, I was like, you know, I might listen to him on a podcast because he has a good personality. But he can't speak in terms of English, okay? And it's just, you know, I got to give him props on his on his uh, little suit that he bought, a little, you know, dapper green checkered suit that's very Christmassy. So I got to give him props on that. And I think he's got a good personality and and he's probably has a decent 
All in all, if he could master the English language, I think he would probably be a good broadcaster. But that's the problem. He needs to go get some kind of help, some kind of therapy. Some I don't know what he needs. Because you know, when you're sitting in your late 30s, early 40s, is it too late to get speech lessons? That might be too late. But who's his uncle? That's the only thing I can figure out. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I you, oh man! No that, I, at first, were, I didn't know. There's if no that way was, Justin Waller wasn't watching that and going, "And I can't get a job." With. <laughs> Actually, I was like, "Man, can we just get Steve Smith in here co-hosting with him?" I'm like, "This would be perfect." <laughs> make it a rat. If if they could get Steve Smith and have uh, Blake Snell do do the play by play, just go ahead and just make it a rap right there. I mean, you expect that to be the alternate broadcast on like Nickelodeon or something. You don't expect that to be the Fox game of the week. Unbelievable. I get it. The Eagles aren't winning, but uh, after what Hurts did last week and then going out in the desert this week, that matchup, uh, well, Carson Wentz can be unhappy about being a backup or not all he damn wants. Uh, Jalen Hurts is quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles right now. <sighs> Yeah, uh, and I've and I don't know how you pull the trigger and go backwards right now. I mean, unless they're barring an injury, um, I, you roll with Hurts the rest of the way, don't you? Oh, you you most definitely do. And evidently, uh, last night, early this morning, they made it. Or Carson Wentz has made it abundantly clear to somebody that has leaked it. He will not accept right. being a backup for Philadelphia, and well. he wants out. And the problem is, did you get? Have you looked at your contract? Who the hell wants that? Nobody wants that contract. So the only way you do that is, I don't even know if it's allowed to be done in the NFL like they do in the NBA. But you would have to eat most of the contract to get a a draft pick from somebody. So in other words, like let's say a team like Atlanta that decides because he's a free agent in the offseason. Let's say a t team like Atlanta says. It's enough already with this Matt Ryan thing. Yeah, he's a decent quarterback, but he's also long in the tooth. We're we need to rebuild. We'll we'll give it a go for someone like Wentz, right? Maybe we draft someone too, but we're gonna give Wentz the starting nod at the beginning of the season. So you take him in, Philadelphia eats most of the contract, and maybe Philadelphia gets a third or fourth round pick. You can in some parameter. I just don't remember what because I know Tannehill right, I, like, came I, over. I don't know what and, the what the percentage is, right? Because no one wants to pay him much, so I think he's stuck in Philly. I mean, whatever Tannehill's contract was last year, um, the Dolphins paid all but one million dollars of it, right? Uh, so um, I, I know you can to to some degree, but if you can floss it as much as what they owe Wentz. I, I do not know about that one. Maybe the Another Jets team I would like to not see him at is uh, Indianapolis as well. Maybe the Jets can make the trade for him since they screwed up getting the number one pick overall. <laughs> for, for, for people that are wanting to know what the tiebreaker was, I guess I'm so used to following it for, for playoffs perspective. I thought going in that it was uh, uh, – would come down to, to wins in your conference, so to speak, since they're in the same conference. But I guess the NFL draft comes down to, if it's a tie, it goes down to the winning percentage of your opponents, and that's why Jacksonville has the upper hand because evidently Jacksonville has played a tougher schedule than the Jets, and so there you go.
So the Jets, it's not necessarily Adam Gase's fault for winning. It's the Patriots' fault for losing, right? Because because your strength of schedule is terrible. If the Patriots were 13-3 and three like they normally are, then may, maybe they would have it. But I think Jacksonville's going to get it because you now have it in your hand. And they play two difficult teams the next two weeks. They play the Bears here in Jacksonville, and then they go to Indy. They're, so Jack, so Tennessee's hope that Jacksonville would want to go up there and spoil it is over. They're definitely tanking that game. No, we're hoping that Indianapolis tanks that game and lets Jacksonville win so that we don't have to enter Trevor Lawrence to the division. <laughs> right, but we all know that they're going to try to win. The, the best chance Tennessee has to win the division now is either A, win out, or B, Pittsburgh's got to beat the Colts on Sunday because that's what's set up right now. Oh, by the way, Tennessee plays the Packers on the road. Both both teams are on the road on Sunday. One o'clock, it's uh, Indy at Pittsburgh. Sunday night, it's been flexed. It's Tennessee versus uh, uh, Green Bay. Or hell, maybe that was the original one. That that may have not actually been a flex. I can't remember. I feel yeah, like it's I'm, the original. Okay, I was about to say I feel like that they were scheduled for for a Sunday night game. So I I'll, I'll be excited about that because. I feel like we have a much better chance after watching Green Bay play last Saturday night against Carolina where they kind of struggled to move the ball in the second half. Maybe Tennessee can get out there and wear them down with old big big uh, Derrick Henry. It should, it should be a good showdown, Derrick Henry versus uh, uh, Aaron Jones, if nothing else. Titans get that W yesterday, 46-25, Henry, 147 yards. Um, by the way, do you have to dip off for Daddy Daycare? No, we're on Christmas break now. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Um, and the Colts, they won 27-20 in Kiki Kuti. Are you serious? Are you serious? Not only did you fumble, but did did you see the fumble, the way he was carrying that ball like a loaf of bread? I mean, come on. The NFL, you can't do that nowadays. You just they're trained to punch that ball out when when they see it just dangling right like that. So, once again, the in two of the last 3 weeks, the Texans have almost helped out Tennessee. And that's all you can say about it. Two very close losses. And now we sit where we're set going into Sunday's game. First of all, uh Yesterday's game, any big takeaway from the Tennessee or Colts game? Tennessee's in trouble come playoff time. Uh, they, they've got a – the lack of pass rush is just – it's not going to work. Um, it, it's my biggest fear. Now, I know that Vrabel's hope is that he can just situationally football, have great red, red zone stands, you know, put up field goals instead of allow touchdowns. But you cannot sit back and let these elite quarterbacks – just pick you apart and not get any pressure on him all day long. I mean, Stafford's injured for goodness sake, and you couldn't even lay a finger on him. And he picked him apart. Right. It just it, it throughout the game. Henry took over, and I mean, you, you were fortunate that that was happening. It was the Lions, but when you get some, what, you go against Packers. What a next great week. touchdown by Davis, too, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. I love the little yeah. stutter step. They got the defensive back who, who's out there by himself. It got him off balance, and he could just basically walk into the hey, end zone. Look, Dave, pay the man his money. Um, he, this was his year. You know, what, what do you do 
with, with Corey Davis moving forward? Does he break out this year and the Titans have to pony up and pay him, or do they cut ties, go on, draft another wide receiver? You know, we've we've been looking be for that number because, one. Because how much do you think he's going to pull? Because if you pay him, how are you going to pay A.J. Brown later? And I really feel like he has been open because there's been so much well, concentrated on A.J. Brown. I don't think Davis is going to take top, top number one money. I mean, it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna if be. If he's a affordable, I say, I say you've got to sign him, right? If he's affordable, yeah. but he, but if he's unrealistic on what his what his money's worth, then that's where the hard decision is gonna have to be made. I don't think he has the numbers for those expectations to put that out there. But you know, we are dealing with NFL agents, so there there is no expectations. Hopefully, he doesn't have Boris. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's Goodbye. what you'll find out. Scott Boris is is entering the building. Like, oh, nerds! All right, so with our number one pick, what's the best wide receiver available? Out there? That's that's gonna be the, it's gonna be that that's gonna be that old little strategy, or it's gonna be a sign and trade. They'll sign him and go, all right, uh, Chiefs, you want them? We got. There's no way that we can afford this long term. Because somewhere down the road you have to sign some some other guys, and I just I don't know how much money you can put into. Speaking of, a, you know Brown and the one good thing is is a good time to lock up Johnny Smith long term because his crap of a season you can probably trick him into <laughs> one hell of a of a of a contract that's affordable on your end. Um, Absolutely. Uh, speaking of the Chiefs, real quick, do you, uh, man, running back woes. This is not a good time for uh, backs to be going down. Looks like CH gets hurt yesterday, and uh, Bell there at the end got roughed up. So, yeah, uh, I don't know what the deal is. Uh, see, oh, by the way, um, just breaking news: uh, CEH is most likely to miss the, the final two weeks. Now, I have not seen anything on Le Le'Veon Bell. If not, then it's going to be Williams. And then, of course, they've got the other kid. I forget the other kid's name, but the one that was drafted two years ago and everyone thought it was going to be this fantasy stud, and he was so good they they, they used their first-round pick on a running back this year. So um, that's going to be interesting. That's going to be interesting for, for fantasy playoff. Uh, if, you, if you end up in the championship, by the way, you and I are in a dogfight. Ebron, if he gets 21 it's points tonight – if he gets 21 points tonight, I'm going to lose my my. my He's going to get the number one defense against tight end or scoring defense for tight end. So uh, I hope it's not the case, but every, I have gotten screwed. I got hoodooed, man. I got hoodooed. I, I pulled all my my uh, Seahawks out except for Metcalf, and ah, I just couldn't pull that one. And I was like, man, should I put in Corey Davis? Should I put in Corey Davis? Take out Metcalf. I came down and I I pulled out Carson. I put in Montgomery. He gave me what I needed to be there and hang with uh, Henry. And I was like, man, I got to throw a punch. And I started, I was like, well, I'm not taking my homes out. Yeah, well, she'll put in Tannehill. <laughs> but I never would have realistically done that. The only change I would have considered um, and had a chance would, uh, I should have replaced uh, Metcalf with Davis. But I just couldn't consistently do that. I, I couldn't guarantee Davis was going to have the points. So I rolled with Metcalf. And that's probably what will get me beat. I don't feel Ebron's going to get 20 points tonight. I, I hope great, not. Great I, season, sir. I, I hate that one. That's the keeper league. That's the one I want to win in. And uh, dang it. He, here's the ripper. I actually have Jalen Hurts in that in that league. If I would have started him. Yeah. He, 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 he actually outscored uh, Lamar Jackson. There's only one other thing that I could have done that would have made my team better realistically. 
something that you'd say you would do, and that would be to put Antonio Brown in there somewhere. I thought about it because I was like, on turf, there's got to be a, a breakout game, but I'd have been cussing myself until that 40-yard touchdown pass or uh, catch. So I I hope I get the W. I'm, I'm, I'm taking it on the chin in a lot of other leagues where I just, just run into buzzsaws. I mean, I've got one where I'm like, sweet, I'm going to score – 178 points. I look up the team I'm going up against. He's going to just score 219. I'm like, well, that's junk. Like, what the hell is this? And one more. The one thing that I've talked about this league quite a bit, the dynasty ridiculous rules league that I'm in, I made it to the championship game. So championship weeks. So we'll play the next two weeks and I'll see if I can. I'm hellbound and determined to win that damn league, even though the commissioner is terrible. That is, I'm hellbound and determined to win that that league because just to kind of prove a point, so so to speak. And they, and then I kind of want to just drop the mic and just let someone else have the have the league because the the commissioner drives me nuts with the cheating that he lets go on. Um, <clears throat> back to real football though, NFC East. Man, what a mess this is. So you've got the Cowboys and the Giants are both five and nine. You've got the Redskins or Washington football team that is six and eight at this point. So they're a game in front of both of those teams. And then you got the Eagles sitting there a half game behind the Giants and Cowboys. They're four, nine and one. And I believe this week is the week that we're going to get Cowboys-Eagles, right? So Cowboys-Eagles, I want to double-check that. I think that's in Dallas, too. I've been waiting for that game because I really think that, yes, it's the 425. <laughs> They're going to try to sell that as one of the the uh, America's games of the week. <laughs> Four, nine, and one Eagles rumbling into Dallas against the five and nine Cowboys. Uh, I can already hear the ads coming out. Uh, but... I'll be trying. I'll be trying to get a hold of that Ram Seahawks game. It's on at the same time, but you've got that game that's going to go down. The Giants are at the Ravens. Holy Christmas! Is that going? Is, is that not looking good for the Giants? Who, by the way, if they can just get to the top of tide, they've got all the tiebreakers. And then Washington next week. Oh, they're at home against the Panthers, so they're in pretty good sh- shape. If they if they can beat the Panthers at home. That is going to be, and that's the Ron Rivera Bowl, right? You know he wants to win that game regardless. It's going to set up for a very interesting last week of the season because whoever loses that Eagles-Cowboys game, I think, is out. I, I, I think they're, they're going to be too big of a hill to climb. The following week, you've got the Eagles and Redskins and Cowboys versus Giants. Redskins can seal the deal, it sounds like, if uh, they just take care of business against the Panthers. I'd like to see the Eagles beat the Cowboys so it sets up I believe it would set up well no I guess the Eagles would would still need help wouldn't they because they've got four wins and if Washington beats the Panthers they'll put that out of reach the only team that could catch them would, would, would be the Giants if the Giants but the Giants if they don't beat the Ravens that's going to be a mess. Well, they better have a different strategy than they had last night. I had a, like a 16 part hit last night, and all I needed, I hit five of them, just needed the Giants plus six. I needed them to kick field goals. That's all I, I needed. I thought to they do. were 
Look, I picked that as as my pick of the week uh, yesterday. I thought for sure that they would hang in there. I didn't know if they they would win, but six and a half is a lot on the road. This what was the stupid fake? Well, not fake, but the the goofy have the kicker thrown your center. Yes. What the hell was that? When meanwhile, back at the ranch, they had everyone go out open. uh, For people that missed this, it was like a swinging gate type of uh, formation. And the kicker, Graham Gano, was actually wide open in the end zone, but he threw it to a center who was triple covered. So, okay, if you're going to use that goofy-ass formation, why not just let a quarterback do it? Why not just let Colt McCoy do it, right? If you're going to put everyone out in in, in – because uh, you're not going to be paying attention if Colt McCoy comes out on the field goal unit team and then all of a sudden you go into that formation, it's, it's going to get lost. They're going to be like, oh, well, he's probably the, the holder anyways. So I didn't understand that. And then, the, and then okay, so let's say, let's say you kick the field goal there and then they went for it on fourth and two and didn't get it. They just tried to run it up the gut. That they would have been leading nine to seven at that point, and that's that's how you win a game in the NFL when you have your backup quarterback who's not that dynamic, and you've got a decent defense. You 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 chip away, get field goals in. Brady after the the uh, game, Joe Brady was quoted as saying, "I wouldn't do anything different. Uh, you know, I, you got to score touchdowns." No, you really don't, man. You you basically did the same thing when you went out to Seattle and beat the Seahawks th- uh, two three weeks ago, right? You you field goaled it away, and you eventually found a way to. If you're in it, if you're in it at the end of the fourth quarter, you then at that point you put some pressure on. You never know when Baker Mayfield's going to go all Baker Mayfield and throw an interception. But they never put that kind of pressure on them. I I could not believe that game. That blew a parlay for you. Yeah. Yep. How many team parlay? I think it was six. Oh man, then you. Oh man, you you didn't go on the on the back end and uh, hedge your bet on it. No, nah, it was it was locked. It was just one of them. It was a cheap parlay. I had like. 4,500 odds, and I had the Chiefs minus three, and I pushed on that one, so it split the odds down to like 2,500, and I mean, it still would have been a good payday on a cheap bet, but uh, it uh, I didn't hedge it. It wasn't worth doing. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, I, I was thinking of like a traditional 16, probably like, you got to hedge your bet there because you got to at least get half your money back, um, but the, the NFC East, man, that, that is going to be a mess. It really comes down to, I think, Washington. I don't know if they'll beat Philly, but I feel like they're going to beat Carolina unless for some reason CMC decides to play this weekend, which signs are pointing to them just shutting him down. I would say that's a smart decision, but uh, ain't no telling. I don't know if you can talk that man into sitting out or not. Yeah, hell, the Jaguars and Jets are ran so poorly. If you sit them, you might fall backwards into – uh, <laughs> into getting Trevor Lawrence your damn self. The Jags will go out and draft a center, and the Jets will say Sam Darnold is the answer, and they'll they'll try to reach on a on a on a flanker or you know a, a five foot eight uh, slot route guy. <laughs> is Harris a senior? They need to go after Najee Harris if he's coming out. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, my God. Uh, where is the? 
Uh, every single time. Um, it's time for to hit the sorry dude. Chug a look, chug a look. What you got this week? Jeremy Pruitt. Sorry, dude. That bowl game isn't anything exciting. Buckle up. It's going to be a rough offseason. Fall Twitter is going to eat you alive. <laughs> oh, man. New York Jets. We've been talking about it all morning. Sorry, dude. The Jaguars are really good at making sure they don't win ball games. I, I, I think you got the number two pick. Let me know that Justin Fields works out for you. That that would be the that would be the Jets thing to do is to draft Justin Fields and have him become the next uh, uh, Dwayne Haskins. Just a long line of Ohio State quarterbacks that, that fail miserably in the NFL. What you got? National Playoff Committee. Sorry, dude. Y'all suck. BCS was a heck of a lot better. And nobody cares about your made-for-TV matchups. Yeah, college football. Sorry, dude. I'm sorry, but if you do not fix your playoff format, fans are going to leave in droves. I, everyone's sick and tired of watching the Ohio State-Alabama-Clemson Invitational. It's just it's boring. There's no... Even... Every other sport has drama leading into the beginning of the season. Who's going to get in? Who's going to get in? We've had those, those same three in the playoffs, it seems like, since the beginning of time. It's just, you're going to lose your average fan. You got anything else? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you caught this uh, Friday preseason, uh, but NBA, sorry, dude. Every time I try and tune in, you do something to alienate me. This time... Anthony Davis. Why you got to clip your toenails on the sideline during a game? I Do that in the that. locker room. He was clipping his toenails? Clipping his toenails, oh. man. What is it? Wow. Oh, I can't like, get into it. I mean, I've tried twice. NBA's killing me this year. That sounds like a Seinfeld episode. <laughs> You I mean, know, at least it wasn't Shaq. <laughs> I mean, couldn't you, couldn't you just, I bet they're, oh my God, tall people like that. Toenails. Oh, I bet, I bet you could, you know, work a shiv with those things, man. I mean, I'm sure they got a pedicure station in the back. I mean, it's, it's why, the NBA. Why is he doing it during a game? What what would, would have been hilarious is if, you know, because sometimes you can be sitting there manicuring your toes and, and you dig a little too deep. <laughs> And you rip at it, and he and he goes on the IL for, for toe injury, self-inflicted toe injury. That, that that would just turn into a gif. Oh, that's disgusting. No, I missed that. Um, this isn't a sorry, dude. It's more of a of a. I want to make sure we mention it, dude. Um, thankfully, the NHL has announced January thirteenth. Is, is it January thirteenth or January sixteenth? Thirteenth. Thirteenth. 56 game schedule they will be back so uh we, we, we definitely look forward to that I'm, I'm ready to watch some some nhl the nba is much more entertaining i can deal with it now that it's not in that orlando bubble that that dark overhang that it's just it looked like the nets court um i'm excited they start for, tomorrow right yes regular season tomorrow yeah i think there's only a couple games tomorrow i know the clippers and lakers play i want i don't remember who the early game is i'll have to pull that up and bring it up uh, on the next side of the break but christmas day is obviously the big day because there's gonna be five games and strangely enough we got a football game on christmas day that normally doesn't happen you got the saints versus vikings oh I know what my last one was going to be. 
I don't know if you saw this or not, but uh, if you don't have Amazon Prime, sorry, dude. You're not going to be able to watch the Arizona Washington, uh, no, Arizona San Francisco game on Saturday. It is Prime Video only. So it's not going to be on the NFL Network. It's not going to Now, we have Prime Video. I think a lot of people do. But you know there's some people out there that are going to be hostile. There's going to be some boomers out there. They're going to be like, what the hell is Prime Video and why can't I get it? <laughs> some old school, you know, Arizona Cardinal fan that wants to see his team make the playoffs and he finds out he's got to have Prime Video. Every restaurant general manager is signing up for an account today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everybody's going, all right, when, it, when do I have to sign up to get the seven-day trial to make sure I don't overlap, right? I want to get that free trial before <laughs> And about about a, a half the air, uh, restaurant managers are going to get their ass fired because they forget to to to, to turn the thing off, and they'll get hit with that the following. All right, brother, what, what's your walk off? Uh, man, it has nothing to do with sports, but during my uh, quarantine this weekend, uh, dove into Blue Bloods, and I've just come to the realization that people in New York are dumb. They cannot do crime without running into the Reagan family. I mean, it's a big city. How do they in the middle of everything? But uh, that is great a phenomenal show. show uh, I'm it? hooked, and uh, I'm way behind, but uh, I'm enjoying it. So it's kind of my uh, quarantine escape. I'm hopefully not going to be live by the time I get out of this. A phenomenal show. I don't. What uh, season are you in? I'm. I'm beginning near the end of one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's ooh oh. Let me tell you something. Season, no, don't, 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 don't. Season finale is great. I'll just say that. Season All right. Is great. But uh, that thing's got like 10 or 11. I started watching it years ago. It, it was the first show that me and my wife liked uh, together, so we've watched it religiously. But I started watching it years ago because I accidentally walked into one of the the uh, filming scenes because they film on the city streets of New York. I guess they had signs everywhere that said filming Blue Bloods. First of all, I wouldn't have known what that was. <laughs> Second of all, I didn't see the damn sign. I was probably playing on my phone or something, whatever. And I got yelled at. Gonna be, what, are you, what are you doing over here? I was like, what? what, what, what? I'm not allowed to be outside. <laughs> you know, this is like 2011, and I felt like I was in 2020. You know, they're yelling at you for walking outside. So I had to go home and Google what the hell Blue Bloods was. I was like, oh, Tom Selleck's in that? Like, I, I didn't see him on the set. I, I didn't know who I was looking for. So I've been watching it uh, ever since. A phenomenal show. Phenomenal. I'm glad to see it. It is back for this year, too, by the way. So um be interesting to see how, how they handle all the stuff. that. Uh, well, uh, I... anyway, I'll talk tell you that part off air. Be interesting about that last comment. Fair enough. All right, brother, we will see you tomorrow. Tomorrow we're going to have uh, Stephen Troche and Timus with us. Uh, not at the same time, but uh, sh should be a lot of fun. We'll probably try to get into some baseball talk. And, uh, and, I, and just get ready for this debate. Would you rather have Tua Tunga Viola or Jalen Hurts long term? So that'll be the great debate because Stephen does not believe in Jalen Hurts. And I'm starting to not believe in Tua Tunga Viola. I feel like he's winning with defense and be a hell of a lot more difficult team to, to beat in, in January this year. I'm not saying Tua is trash right for his future, but I would take Jalen Hurts after what I saw yesterday, at least for this year. All right, brother. We'll see you tomorrow. 
See you, sir. We'll be back in a flash here on the Armchair Quarterbacks. Red Raider Doug is joining us, and we're going to be talking about the AFC playoffs as we're rolling along here on on the uh, CBS Sports Radio. CBS Sports Radio! You're listening to the Armchair Quarterbacks on CBS Sports Radio, number one sports station. Good morning, and this is your Armchair Quarterbacks Sports Flash. The New York Jets went out and did New York Jets type things. The 23-20 upset of the LA Rams at SoFi Stadium in Eaglewood, California. The Jets are now 1-13, and they relinquished their front-runner position for the number one overall pick in the 2021 NFL Draft. In a decades-long search for a franchise quarterback, they might have blown their shot at Clemson star Trevor Lawrence, the presumptive number one pick. With the Jacksonville Jaguars losing again on Sunday, the Jets are now tied with the Jaguars, but strength of schedule would give Jacksonville the number one overall pick. And here are your scores from week 15 in the National Football League. In case you missed it, Thursday night, Chargers over the Raiders 30-27. Saturday, you had a doubleheader. Bills beat the Broncos. Packers beat the Panthers. On Sunday, the Tennessee Titans 46-25 winners over Detroit. Derrick Henry, 147 yards. Dolphins over the Patriots, 22-12. Bucks, 31-27 winners over the Falcons. Colts, 27. Texans, 20. Jaguars lose to the Ravens, 40-14. Lamar Jackson had three touchdowns passing and one on the ground. Dallas Cowboys, 41-33 winners, keeping their hopes alive in the NFC East playoff race. Bears, 33-27 winners over the Vikings. Seahawks, outlast Washington, 20-15. Jets, 23-20 over the Rams. Eagles, 33-26 and a thriller over Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles. Chiefs, 32-29 winners against the Saints. And the Browns, 20, the Giants, 6. And that's your Armchair Quarterbacks Wake Up Show, CBS Sports Flash. Stay tuned for more of the Armchair Quarterbacks on these CBS affiliates, our Facebook Live, and the Armchair Quarterbacks app. Tap that app today. Amazon Prime members now get free grocery delivery with a minimum order. You'll get your groceries with two-hour delivery. So in that time, you can finally figure out where the biblioteca is, learn how to play the acoustic guitar, and I guess get a puka shell necklace. Do a makeup tutorial, but realize halfway contouring is hard, and you're beautiful just as you are. Whatever it is you're doing with your time, your shopper will be carefully picking out your favorite organic meats, produce, dairy, and snacks while providing contactless delivery to your door. Free two-hour grocery delivery, now with Prime. You get a whole lot of something with Farmer's Policy Perks. So much, I'm going to have to speed things up. You can get the Farmer's Signal app, and that can get you up to 15% off your auto policy. That's just for using the app and driving like the normal speed-limited hearing full-stop-making lane-change signaling human being you are. Get a whole lot of something with Farmer's Policy Perks. Start with a quote by calling 1-800-FARMERS. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. We are the Armchair Quarterback Show. Your first choice for sports talk live from the First Coast. The house don't move. We try so hard to understand it. Hey, Brad. What is that? It's my new coat. You ditched the fur? Yeah, I saw Jerry wearing his. He looked like a bit of a dandy. Check it out. Hey, Paul. You got a question. 
You're at the eight ball. You're gonna wear this all the time? All signs point to yes. That was just a dream. That's me in the corner. Welcome back. That's me in the spot. Monday morning with Red Raider Doug. And, uh, yeah, Brian, that, uh, that Oklahoma State-Miami game, I just would have been more excited about it if it would have been Chuba versus Derek King. Not getting Derek King, I mean, sorry, not getting Chuba in there uh, kind of dampens. And I also wonder, not just with that bowl game, but with all the bowl games, will we start seeing a mass exodus of players not deciding to play in the bowl games and opting out. I hope that's not the case. I hope we get to see teams somewhat at full strength, but I would have liked to have seen what Hubbard would do against the, the uh, Miami defense and just, you know, speed versus speed, so to speak. And so, uh, but we welcome on uh red Raider, Doug, Doug, man, mm. you took one on the chin there Thursday. Uh, you got a pulse. You have a pulse. But you need a lot of help to get into the playoffs. How are you, sir? Uh, you pretty much summed it up. I, I got I got a pulse <laughs> after that game Thursday. I got a pulse. Yeah, it's uh I was looking at it last night because I was curious. I was like, okay, so what are we gonna talk about with Doug? Because uh he sucks at fantasy football and his uh, no, I'm joking. Uh <laughs> um the the Raiders, so what I'm looking at is desperation mode, and I kind of circled it out, and this is what we've got. This is, we have three teams fighting for one spot, I think, essentially in the AFC. Because if yeah. you look at, yeah, they're, they're, and look, don't at me with all these, oh, these are the, the all these teams could get in, da, 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 da. I can't start relying on teams losing out, right? And it, look, it could happen. But I just I can't rely on it. So what I'm saying is, if you look at the playoff standings right now, the three teams that are down there at the bottom fighting for the seventh spot are the Dolphins, the Ravens, and the Raiders. Right. Now, the Dolphins and the Ravens are tied at 9-5. and five. Right now, Miami has the tiebreaker on them because they have the they uh they, they win the tiebreaker best on based on best win percentage in conference games. Mm-hmm. And that would probably hold true because Miami plays the Raiders of Buffalo. So let's say if they won out then that would only improve their their win loss percentage in in uh conference games. If the Ravens were to win out and Miami did not win out, then what, then what are we talking about anyways? The Ravens would have the upper hand with more wins. So I really think if it comes down to a tie, there is one scenario, but if it comes down to a tie, Miami's going to get the, the nod over over the, uh, the Ravens. When you look at Oakland, or sorry, Las Vegas, almost did exactly what uh, John Gruden did on Thursday my Oakland hat when it's supposed to be Las Vegas. You know, they had to send someone out to the gift shop across the street to buy a Las Vegas Raiders hat. Yes. Now he tried to say it was a prank pulled on him, but I'm not buying it. I think he just grabbed the wrong hat at his house. 
So if yeah. it was a prank, your original hat would have been with you. Right? So that's a lie. Yeah. And he's been known to lie a lot, so I I can't believe anything he says. But the Raiders are seven and seven. Their conference record is five and five. So if they were to win out, they would be uh, how many conference games do they have left? They've got two, so they would be seven and five. If Baltimore were to lose out, which is what they would need, they would get them on conference record because Baltimore's conference record would then be six and seven, right? Right. So, and they would need Miami to lose out, and they would be they would have the tiebreaker on them because a they would have a better conference record, but b also most importantly they beat Miami, or they would right. have beaten Miami. It's a do or die scenario. They control their destiny this this Saturday because they can beat Miami and keep their playoffs alive, but they need the New York Giants to beat Baltimore in Baltimore. That's a tall, tall order. It really is. That's. I don't really see that happening. I mean, I we watched I watched the Giants last night, and I watched Baltimore play yesterday. I just don't see that happening. I think the Ravens have come. I think we can pump the brakes on all the fans that are saying, "Oh man, Daniel Jones, he's not very good." Just let Colt McCoy play in there. That was terrible to watch. Yeah, that was... They're awful. I mean, when, when you got Colt McCoy behind center, you have no chance. So, no. Yeah, I hate to break it to people, but if Daniel Jones doesn't play, that's going to be a nightmare. Because they're eventually going to wear down that, that front of the Giants. You've got to have Daniel Jones to do exactly what Lamar Jackson does. Do make things happen with his legs. And yep. maybe he'll, if Daniel Jones plays, I give them a 40% chance of winning. If Daniel Jones does not play, I give them like a 20, 25% chance of winning. Cause at that point, your defense is going to have to play outstanding and they're going to have to get turnovers and you need to kick the damn field goals when you're in field goal range early in the game. Yeah. Joe Brady, are you listening to me? Do not do not. Go for it on fourth down this Sunday if you were in field goal range until you have to. If it's fourth quarter and you're down by two touchdowns and it's fourth and three, I get it. You got to go for it. But it's first quarter. I don't care what the score is. Get your points early. They've said that for the beginning of time. People want to talk about analytics this and analytics that, and this is what you do. The analytics and the, tr and the true measure – of this sport is always been get your points when you can get them early because your first points are always are always the most difficult ones to get get your points build on on what you have i don't know if the giants would have won that game but they would have had a, a puncher's chance in the fourth quarter if they just would have kicked field goals instead of trying to go for him for this. So that's what you're pulling for there. You you need Daniel Jones to play. He was close to playing this week, so I think he'll probably play this week. But, but yeah, it's a tall task. But first and foremost, you'll know you'll know if you give a crap 
Sunday morning because Dolphins Raiders that takes place Saturday night on the NFL Network. Yeah, Doug, do you have do you have Amazon Prime? Yes, I do. Good thing. I don't know if you were listening last hour, but uh, I just found out that that game on Saturday, not not the Dolphins game, but the Arizona uh, San Francisco game, is is Amazon Prime only. Okay. Which means if you don't have Amazon Prime, you can't watch it. And it also means if you don't have some kind of a smart TV, you're not going to be able to watch it unless you USB it or something. So there's going to be a lot of people watching that game on their phone. Yeah. It's really strange that an NFL game is only on Amazon Prime. But that is the future. I know they've talked about it in the past that Yahoo wants their own game once a week. So, well, yeah, they've been, well, they've been experimenting. If you go, um, you know, with the fantasy leagues, there's always like one or two games on a week with them right now on Yahoo on the, if you uh, are playing fantasy sports, you can, are you talking about on the, uh, on the app where they show the games? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's what I'm talking about. But if you'll notice, those are always air broadcast games. So in other words, those are games that, that you would get in your area regardless. So, if you just mm-hmm. pulled out the antennas, they do that more to try to get you sucked into their app. But yeah, this is the first game uh, of this season where you've had to have something other than NFL Network, CBS, Fox, or uh, what is the other one? Oh, ESPN. I see. I see. So the, okay. this is the first one. It's the only way you're going to be able to watch it. It's not like you're going to be able to watch it on that and no, you can only watch it on Amazon Prime. Gotcha. They've talked about it. They never came to fruition, but they were talking about, this is a couple of years ago, that there was a rumor of Yahoo wanting to get a Wednesday night football game all to themselves from the NFL. And you would only be able to watch it on Yahoo. That that never came through. I guess I guess the money wasn't there or whatnot. But I, it's coming. It's coming. I don't know if they'll do Wednesday night, but it's coming. They'll, they'll do yeah. something. They'll do something where, I mean, to me, it makes more sense to put it on Friday night or something because, I mean, you start putting games on Wednesday night, and then when are these guys going to have breaks? It's going to be it's going to be a nightmare logistically with the schedule to make sure that they're not playing on short rest constantly. And when you get games on short rest, all you all you end up with is really bad football. So, I think it's more likely that they slide it into a either a double header on Thursday or they slide it into a game on uh on on friday maybe because you don't want to go up against college football because you don't want to bite the hand that feeds you um but that's but that's what we're looking at in the afc playoff chase it all comes down to this weekend miami versus vegas if vegas wins they live to fight another day and if miami loses they're gonna fall behind the ravens because if the Ravens win and Miami loses, they would be in a flat-footed tie, and they would also have they all they would also be tied in conference play. Mm-hmm. Now, what's the next freaking? They're not in the same division, so I I don't know what the, I, it would probably be go strength of schedule. And right now, the 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 Ravens have a better strength of schedule than Miami. Vegas 
Vegas has actually the best strength of schedule of all of them by a couple of percentage points over Baltimore. But there you have that. The NFC, let's go ahead and transfer over to that. Look at their wild card race. And I'm, I did this on the assumption that everyone six and up are going to get in. And so we're talking about, well, the Packers, Saints, and Seahawks have already clinched. The, by the way, in the AFC, Chiefs, Steelers, Bills have all clinched. For all intents and purposes, Tennessee and Indianapolis and the, and the Browns are, are going to make the playoffs. There'd be a lot of screwy things would have to happen for those teams to not make it. In the NFC, you got the Packers, Saints, and Seahawks have all clinched. The Rams and the Buccaneers are both 9-5. and five. It would take something catastrophic for them not to make the playoffs. And then, of course, you got the NFC East winner. We went over the NFC East last hour. We won't no need to do that again, but we'll just say for argument's sake, it's Washington. So you got one spot you could I, okay, let's just expand it a little bit. We'll say two spots and Bucks, Rams, Arizona, and the Bears are in are are fighting for that for the last two spots. Mm-hmm. By default, one of them is going to get in. I think realistically, you can probably go ahead and put the Rams and Buccaneers in. The Buccaneers play Detroit this weekend, mm-hmm. and at home against Atlanta the following weekend, they'll get one of those W's. The Rams, they're a little trickier. That loss yesterday made it a little trickier. Losing to the Jets is not what you want to do when you're trying to chase down a, a wild card birth or a division birth. The Rams yeah. are at Seattle this weekend and then home against Arizona to finish it. Arizona's going to be fighting for a playoff berth. That is going to be a dogfight. They've got to get one of those W's, but I don't know if that's necessarily guaranteed in stone. Because that Seattle is going to be tough, obviously. And then at home against Arizona, we saw what Arizona did yesterday. I mean, they're both electric offenses you're going to have to deal with. That's that's going to be extremely tough. I think the Bucks are absolutely going to get in. They're going to find a way to beat either Detroit or Atlanta. But as, mm-hmm. as much as I've been praising the Rams, they look like garbage yesterday. And, they looked horrible yesterday. I mean, that they was, did things like on special teams, getting a block, getting a punt blocked. I mean, just every yeah. little thing. I think they were looking ahead to the Seahawks, but that's yeah. no excuse to lose to the Jets. Struggle and beat them, okay. But to lose to the Jets and you were at home, you didn't even have to fly across the country. That's a... No. That is an absolute... That's a dumpster fire. So you've got that, and then you got Arizona, who they we, we talked about this a second ago. They're at home against San Fran this week. If they can get that win, and I think they will, that will put them at nine and six, heading to the Rams next week. 
they want Seattle to beat the Rams because they would both yeah. be dying six fighting for a playoff spot. And then you've got this little team called the Chicago Bears. And they are still holding on. What they would need, they need an Arizona loss. They obviously have to win out. If they lose, they're done. Yeah. What I don't have in front of me, if it went to strength of schedule, it would be Arizona, but I'm not a, I need to pull up here in a second what the breakdown is. But they are both. Okay, so the Bears are six and five in conference play. Arizona yep. six and five in con six and four in conference play. Arizona is going to play two conference games, right? Yes. Mm. If they lose one, they would be seven and five, and the and the Bears would be seven and five too because they've got one conference game left. What it what it comes down to the tiebreaker after that, I'm not sure. I'm gonna pull that up here in a second. But what's your gut feeling on where this is all headed? Right now, with the schedule and the way it looks right now, don't be surprised right now that if you go by seeding in the end, I see um, I see the Buccaneers getting the five seed. Tampa, uh, yeah, Tampa Bay gets the five seed. I think the Rams will sneak in there in the six, and I think the Cardinals will uh, will have the seventh seed in the end. All said and done. Now the Bears play the Jags this week. Definitely think they win because man, the Jags are sitting pretty now. Yeah, they are. They oh. come on, baby, Trevor Lawrence to Jacksonville. Look out! Um, and, then, <coughs> and, and then they're going to get a home game against Green Bay. Does Green Bay play? They're going to have everything wrapped up. The Saints lost again. There's no way. And the Packers, they beat the Saints earlier this year. Right. So, Green Bay sits at 11-3. and If they were to get a win this weekend against Tennessee... I know that's not a foregone conclusion, but they are in Green Bay. That would make them 12-3, and three, and that would clinch home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Right. Um, they've already clinched the division, obviously, but home field throughout the playoffs would be clinched. You are going to get a week off. But I don't think you play your entire starting lineup the entire week. The last thing you want is get Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers, any of them injured. So if you're the Bears that week, you're going to play really close to the vest in the first half. Try to run that clock down. Because the second half, I don't think, I, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is coming out of that locker room in, in football gear. It would depend on how close the game, and don't underestimate the fact that this is the Packers and the Bears. I know, but they don't care because the, at the grand scheme of things, LaFleur has not been a lifelong Packer, right? LaFleur didn't grow up on the Packers. 
and yeah. he's and he's looking at I've got home field advantage throughout the plus. I'm not trying to get a guy injured, and I don't really give a crap if the Bears get in because they're terrible. And if we get to play the Bears, that's all the better for us. So I just I th- I think that's out the the whole rivalry thing is out the window. Well, then I think that what they'll do in the first half is I think the Packers will try to put up as many points. Which is why if you're the Bears, you, you play like a, a prevent, bend, yeah. but don't break defense, right? You, 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 you're you, all to. you try to do is stay in the game. And then in the second half, when Aaron Rodgers sitting on the sidelines, you, you continue to hand it to uh, – uh, oh, what the Dave hell? Montgomery? Yes, Montgomery. Sorry. Uh, so, so, yeah, and just – so that's a scenario I can. I think the pack. Excuse me. I think the Bears are going to win out. I really do. So if they win out, that means that Arizona and the Rams, they better find a W these next couple of weeks. I think what would essentially knock them out would be <clears throat> if Arizona beat San Fran this week. Because if Arizona if Arizona beats San Fran, that would make them nine and six. The Bears would be nine and seven. The worst case scenario they would have would to be to tie with the Bears, and conference records would be tied. And I I found the wild card scenario breakdown. Head to head, if applicable, I don't believe that they've played each other. The Bears and the Forty Nineers. I don't remember that game. I'll have to see check in a second. Then best win-loss percentage games within the conference, and that would be a tie in this scenario. And then you have best one-loss tied percentage common games minimum of four. So they would take their common opponents and whoever did the best, and that would take too long to figure that out right now. So uh, the Bears... I'll just pull up theirs real quick. No, they did not play San Francisco. That's what I thought. So you'd have to go in and look and see who the Bears played in in the Western Division and vice versa with with the uh, the Cardinals, and that would that would take too long. Um, I might try to get that done today, but uh, so that's the next tiebreaker, and that's a mess. But there's got to be some kind of a of a of a path to it. Or you would already be talking about eliminating the Bears out of the playoffs. The other way they could get in would be the Bears went out and Arizona loses out. But boy, I don't think that's going to happen either. I, 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 I wouldn't think so. Them. I wouldn't think San Fran could beat them, but they came off an emotional win. It's going to be a short week. You never know. True. And as we all know from decades of watching football, those air, those Amazon Prime video games are just really unpredictable. <laughs> so I know. Uh, I was close to death on those. The other way would be for the Rams to lose out. If the Rams were to lose out, and you're a Bears fan, let me see how that would do. Th- that actually might, might might give them a better chance. Um, the Rams losing out would give the Rams a conference record. Oh no, never mind. The Rams have been really good in conference. They're eight and two. They can only yeah. drop to eight and four. And the Bears, mm-hmm. yeah. So their only path, if Tampa Bay were to lose out, they would get the uh, D 
didn't didn't they beat Tampa? Wasn't that yes? They so that's the other way. Tampa would have to lose out for the Bears to get in, or Arizona lose out and they get some kind of crazy tiebreaker. That's it. And, and of course, the Bears have to win out. So I, yeah. In all likelihood, you can eliminate the Bears from the conversation and just say Arizona Bucks and Rams are getting in because it's going to take yep. a lot. I. I the only reason why I'm pulling for the Bears to get in is because I made the prediction that they would be in the playoff uh, race and and make the playoffs beginning of the season. It has not looked good all year long, and um, but they're somehow they're still in it. I look smarter yeah. than I look smarter than the people that were banging the drums for the uh, the you know the Minnesota Vikings and the Philadelphia Eagles, but that's about it. Um, yeah, I don't, just. That's why I had it that way. I mean, Chicago's—it's a long leap, and and practically, I mean, I mean, practically the there's the about as much a chance of air, of uh, the the Bears getting in as the Raiders getting in. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much, they're in the same boat. Thanks, John Gruden, and you don't go for it on fourth down at the one yard line. I had to get that in there. Sorry. You know, it's even still- worse. I think Baltimore finishes their season against the the Bengals. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why I it's very bleak. Oh right. yeah, they do. Yeah. So they're at home against the Giants and at the Bengals the next two Bengals. weeks. Bengals. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. That's why that's what I said. I was very bleak this morning. Unless when I, Boomer Esiason's gonna suit up for the Bengals. <laughs> I'm not liking their chances, man. I am not oh. liking their chances. Not oh. at all. Yeah, it's it's the minute, the minute John Gruden kicked that field goal, I knew it was over. This is an argument we're going to have tomorrow with Steven on. I was giving him a hard time about Tug of Viola yesterday on the kickoff show, just basically saying that I'm not, I'm not putting out there that Tug of Viola is going to be bad his entire career. There's no way of knowing that. You'd be, an, you'd be an, an ass to even suggest that. I'm saying that right now they are a better team when Fitzpatrick's in the lineup than when Tug of Viola's in the lineup. Yeah. He scoffed at it. He doesn't believe so. He points to the record being so good with him in. I'm like, it's but he's been winning on defense. It has not been their offense. They've won in spite of him, not because of him. Mm-hmm. But you put that aside, Jalen Hurts thing. Well, he blew up again yesterday. Incredible game. Uh, I'm the first to admit that I was wrong about the fact that I thought you'd see a regression yesterday. I do think Jalen Hurts is going to be good, but I thought you'd see a regression yesterday because normally that second game as an NFL starter, they do things to make you look bad. Yeah. But he certainly didn't. He, no, no, he, no he, man, he's got something. He's, yeah. he's electric. It's unbelievable that he was forced to leave Alabama to fight for – a starting position and he ended up going out to Oklahoma and almost winning the Heisman. But the argument we're going to have tomorrow is who's better right now and who's, and who's going to be the better in the long term. Is it tug of Iola or is it hurts? Cause I say it's hurts. I'm sold on hurts. Um, yeah. Kind of after, after yesterday I am too. And uh, he's like a, he's a, he's another version of a Kyler Murray is what he is. He's got he's got the wheels. I thought he was 
wildly inaccurate in college. He is, man, I'll tell you what, they did something with him out in Oklahoma because he's looked good. He looked like a tailback with a strong arm in Alabama. At Oklahoma, I saw him progress a little bit. I was like, okay, well, you know, and I really thought some teams that should have taken a chance on him. The team I thought should have taken a chance on him and that screwed up, I thought Pittsburgh should have with uh, Big Ben. So I had the right state, but I had the wrong team. Man, yeah. why the hell wasn't this guy starting like after week four or five? I mean, he has looked good. Yeah, and Carson Wentz doesn't want to be there anymore. That's the that's the rumor mill this morning after that yeah. second. It's time for him to go. Well, and he, he doesn't, doesn't want to be, be there. He, he won't he won't accept being a backup. I'm sorry, my man, yeah. but you're 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 the second best quarterback on that team. Mm-hmm. You are not the best quarterback. And no. look, I get it. You don't want to be a backup, but here's the problem. Your contract extension starts next year. Was it four year or five years for $137 million? Who wants to take that junk on? So that's, it's going to be, it's going to be a very interesting NFL off season because there's some quarterbacks that are going to be free agents. That's going to change the landscape. You've got guys like Wentz and Minshew. They're going to be shown the door one way or the other. And then you've yep. got all these NFL quarterbacks that are going to be drafted. Oh, yeah. To my count, there's four to five reasonably very good quarterbacks coming in to this year's draft. And I'll tell you what, being a big college football watcher, uh, there's two or three that I'd say actually have an outside chance of of, of being good too i don't know what to make of them right now because of college but there are guys that are going to be ranked lower that i think because of today's nfl you're gonna to have to give them a, a chance you have to give them a look and the first guy that comes to mind is Derek king out of miami yeah that guy i'm telling you if you get him in the right situation in the nfl i think he might be okay and The days are done of saying that the mobile quarterback can't exist in the NFL. Yeah, that's that. I've always thought that was over with. I don't. I don't know why we're still debating that. It's been proven too many times over. Yeah. Well, what I'm saying is that was an argument 15, 20 years ago. You haven't heard that argument since. Yeah. Trying to think of the the first guy that come along that everyone said, "All right, well, this is nonsense. We got to go get uh, mobile quarterbacks." Obviously, the two most recent one have been. Uh, Lamar Jackson and uh, Mahomes, but you're talking about this is the this is the future of the NFL. The, yeah. J- the Jalen Hurts, the hell if you haven't watched Oklahoma, watch that Oklahoma Florida bowl game in about a week or so. Spencer Radler, whoop, look out! Even Kyle Trask, who's not looked upon as a, as a big time scrambler. He's got some decent wheels. So he's, you know, Josh Allen. I mean, th- yeah. this is this is the the guy, that, the Ryan Tannehills, they are a dying breed. And I guess True. my point with Tua Tonga Viola is he's not that mobile. He, he's, mobile no, he, he's mobile-ish. But he's going to yeah. have to do more with up here. To be able to to move the ball, and I I just haven't been impressed by him so far. Did you see the interception he had yesterday on the one yard line to, to, uh, against uh, New England? Yeah, that was terrible. 
You don't throw that ball there. You don't throw it anywhere near there. And if he's trying to say he was trying to throw it out of bounds, and throw it, then make sure you throw that damn thing out of bounds. You throw it five yards away from those guys. If he was trying to mm-hmm. sail it over that guy's head, then he did a terrible job, and he should have he aimed for the, the back end of the corner of the end zone. That, that was a terrible, terrible interception. Let's take a really quick break when we come back. It's time to bitch and moan about our fantasy football teams. We'll be back in a flash here on the Armchair Quarterbacks. We live in a world now that welcomes and nurtures the school ball in all of us. Hey, it's a new decade, people. Time to get a little nutty. Treat yourself to school ball peanut butter whiskey, a smooth flavor that combines two of America's favorites, peanut butter and American whiskey. So no more social awkwardness. Time to embrace who you truly are. Get out there and make friends. And be sure it starts with Screwball Peanut Butter Whiskey. It's available nearly everywhere. Learn more at ScrewballWhiskey.com. Infinium Spirits. Please enjoy responsibly. Kick off fall and kick off happiness with Shopper Hopper Grapefruit and Pomegranate Beer. Log on to KickoffHappiness.com for your chance to win a cool custom cooler with Shopper Hopper swag, including your favorite team's jersey. Look for the Shopper Hopper displays at your local retailers for great savings on Shopper Hopper Grapefruit and Pomegranate. And learn more about the sweepstakes at KickoffHappiness.com. See site for official rules. Must be 21 or older. Brewed and bottled in Germany. Imported by Radeberger Group USA. Norwalk, Connecticut. Always enjoy responsibly. The Medicare annual election period deadline is almost here. I'm Meredith Vieira, here with examples of people who started their search for coverage at MyHealthPolicy.com. Meet Larry. He likes doing things online, so he started at MyHealthPolicy.com. I took my time and found the coverage I was looking for, and done. Next is Mary. When she wanted answers, she picked up the phone. I wanted a local perspective on plans, so I called MyHealthPolicy.com and done. Switched to a better plan. And Michael. I met with a local licensed insurance agent face-to-face and done. Go to MyHealthPolicy.com to compare top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including $0 premium plans, or call 1-800-GO-START. That's 1-800-GO-START. Meredith Vieira is a paid endorser. KF Agency operates MyHealthPolicy.com, not connected with or endorsed by the U.S. government or the federal Medicare program. A licensed insurance agent may call. Welcome back here to the Armchair Quarterbacks. You know, you know, I downloaded that song. I, I'm still not sure if that was an actual song or if that was a commercial, but uh, that's uh, Frank Sinatra's daughter. Um, fantasy football. See, I had a game with you, but it looks like you're going to pull that W off. Where is it at? Yes. Yeah, What? I still have players left in that. Okay, so you you exploded onto the scene in that game. Justin Herbert, Dalvin Cook, Darren Waller. That was the kicker waking up Friday morning being down 70. I was like, what the hell is this, man? It's like, what a jerk. (laughs) Um, I know. I mean, I have valiant effort. I still have Ebron in Pittsburgh's defense. Yeah. I honestly don't want to make this close because if I make this close – that means that I will have lost the other game where I'm going up against Ebron and I'm up by 20. And if Ebron makes this thing close, like the only way I could win this thing, Ebron would have to score 25, 30 points tonight. And Pittsburgh would have to pitch a shutout and get me like 50 
or something. And I just, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. I don't see any scenario where I could win this and, and beat Justin. So I'm pulling against this because unless Pittsburgh goes out and scores me like 70 by themselves, there's just no <laughs> way. And the, and that would take three or four touchdowns and a shutout and all that other junk. So um, congratulations on there. I beat you in the other game, though. There was another one, Doug's Dandy Team. You still have – what's not over? You got T. Higgins, and I've got Ebron and Claypool. Yeah. So anyway, um, you look at it, one of us is beating the other one because if Ebron has a good game, you know. Or Claypool, one of the two, but they probably both could have a good game. But they would have to have monster g- game or Ebron would have to have a monster game in the other one. This one, I just need to hold serve. As long as T Higgins doesn't go bananas. Mm -hmm. If I can keep him to 10 points, 15 points, I should get the W. Um, But I'm more concerned about winning the game against Justin because that's for an actual uh, league title. Um, That one... I'm up against Rocky Top in this one. I'm up by 20 points and just a little more. So he needs 21 to beat me. All the votes are in. Except for damn Georgia. Uh, or I guess that's Pennsylvania in this one. Uh, Ebron is my only foe left. He's projected to lose to me by about 10 points. But I'm going to be yeah. puckering the whole time. What do you got going on in your teams as far as what what do you still have hanging in the balance? Well, I um against you like we just talked about, but ironically I've got um I've got Pittsburgh's defense in the other game too, and I need Pittsburgh's defense to at least give me fifteen points, which would uh put me back uh put me past uh Buck's icy hot sponsor, number one sponsor. And put me in the radio league championship. Is against, that uh, is that all you have left? Is them? Yeah, that's all. It's pretty much it. Just uh, playing you, playing you, and make, just making sure that. Uh, well, you're going to beat me, so the only one you got left. So that's pretty easy to hit. Uh, Fifteen yeah, points. Yeah, I would Pittsburgh say you're probably going to. Well. well, actually, you need sixteen. So I'd, 16, s- I'd say I'd say that you're pretty much money. You're going to play Sean. Uh, crime of the rivers. I, man, I was in that, I was in the semis in that league. This, this was my worst team. And he started out to a really big start. Who did he have mm-hmm. that went off? Um, no, I knew what it was. I had a terrible Saturday. And when that happened, it pretty much screwed me. Then I tried to swing for the fence on a couple of picks, but I had, listen to this junk, Aaron Rodgers. Devontae Adams, Davis, the running back for Carolina, yeah. and Tunyon. And all four of those together got me about 40 points. So I, I wake up Sunday morning and I'm like, oh my God. Now he, now he had started two duck, lame ducks too. He had Eckler and Allen, but I'm like, he's got to have two more lame ducks show up for me to have a fighting chance in this. And that didn't happen. So uh, I swung for the fence. There's not a whole lot I could have done. I'm looking at my lineup here. There's not a whole lot I could have done to make this thing 
even remotely close. So it'll be you and uh, Sean in the finals. Um, yep. Sean, Sean said yesterday he's never won a fantasy football championship. And that streak will continue. <laughs> I love it. Uh, <laughs> um, I find that hard to believe. I'm like, dude, you've been playing a long time. He ain't, he knows his football. Uh, he's I'd say he's pretty knowledgeable on fantasy football. I'm a little surprised. I'm like, man, we got to get that changed. Like, we got to get you some some championship. Maybe him playing in our leagues and learning more. So I'm telling you, I think I think we have some of the toughest leagues in America. I, I, I really do. You top to bottom, we don't have these these ESPN bozo leagues that they do at the beginning of the year where all the all the analysts draft against each other. I'm always watching this going, my God, I would wipe the floor with you people. You wouldn't have a chance. They make yeah. some of the dumbest damn picks. In the radio league, the only reason why my team realistically sucks is because it, I I didn't have CEH in any of my leagues. And when we did that draft that day, I was like, you know what? I'll go ahead and take one share of them. And son of a gun, he gun. sucked all year long. I should have went with my original uh my my original gut feeling was CEH was gonna be over overhyped. And sure enough, he was, but that's okay. I'm I'm happy about some of the other ones that I'm I'm uh, winning in. Um I need a monster game in, in one of these industry leagues. He I'm down by twenty two. He has Roethlisberger, and I've got Claypool, Pittsburgh, and James Conner. Now, this is one of these leagues where it's very difficult to score. So the yep. live live projection has me losing by about three or four points. You ever can't can't ever go by that. So that's going to be very interesting. I'm I'm waiting to see what happens with Connor if he's going to play or not. Connor's a game time decision, and I have Snell if not. So I'm, I'm starting one of them, but you really hope it's Connor because I'm not really feeling I'm not feeling the whole Benny Snell to the rescue. Uh, if, if you need a big game that, and I do think that the, I don't know what your opinion is, but I do believe that Pittsburgh is going to try to lay the wood tonight after losing the last two games, they had eight days off after playing three games in 12 days. I think they're going to lay the wood on Cincinnati tonight. They're going to try to reestablish themselves. Even the Vegas odds and the spread has risen just in the last 24 hours on that game. I, they're anticipating just Pittsburgh just punishing the Bengals. They got to win be because Buffalo's on their t- t- hail, uh, on their on their uh, heels now, and Buffalo yeah. not only are on the on their heels, Buffalo um, has the tiebreaker. So yeah. they're, they're only a game behind it, and they're going to have the tiebreaker on them. So. By yeah, they've the way, got to win. I just saw this, and I did not think I knew this. Buffalo has now clinched their division, so Miami's no chance of winning their division. Miami's just fighting for a wild card. Um, Buffalo's still going to be playing for it down the stretch, though, because if they have a chance to get a bye going into next – and remember, next week uh, Pittsburgh plays the Colts. So that's going to be – 
You know, remember a few weeks ago when we talked about how difficult of a road the Colts had and da 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 da, da. and they have mm-hmm. not lost since. They have not lost since the damn Miami game. No. They're both those Houston games that should have been at least one of them should have been a loss. And then, well, Houston shot themselves in the foot in that game, so right. the game was a little bit closer, but right. But both games, both games, in, in two two times in three weeks, yeah, they lost by a total of thirteen points, two possessions. Yep. Houston should have found a way to win one of those games, and then the one that we really had wrong was that I cannot believe to this day what an easy time the Colts had against the Raiders because I, I thought that would be a really good game. I thought it would be too. You got to be encouraged. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say that you got to be encouraged how how good Mariota looked. Yep. What else you got on your fantasy? Uh, We we don't really have time to get into duds and studs, but you got any complaints or you got any other games that are hanging in the balance? No, nothing has some balance. It just really comes down to Pittsburgh. I don't really have any complaints. Everybody played pretty well this week that I had on my team. Waller did well. Herbert did well. So I really don't have any complaints. I actually did better than I thought I would. So my dynasty team, the ridiculously deep dynasty team, uh, some of this last hour, but, uh, I made it to the championship, uh, round. So we got two weeks to battle it out and man, I'm going in there on fumes. I've got injuries galore. I've got a skeleton that I can start, but if anything happens to any of these guys, I'm going to be screwed. So I got to get some big games out of Lamar Jackson this week. Got to get big games out of man. Alvin Kamara's got to start. He's got to start being Alvin Kamara, man. They got to start giving the ball more. Yeah, he stuck yeah. in the end zone yesterday, but he didn't do crap realistically. Um, and then the Rams Seahawks. It's big for me in that league because I've got both of the Rams receivers cup and woods. And I need, I need a shootout, right? I need, I, I, I need to roll. Along. I need to shoot across the board. Cause I've got Chris Carson, but Chris Carson's got to get more than 12 touches. I mean, this is starting to really piss me off. Um, I'm trying to try to limp into the championship. I haven't looked at his team. I'm kind of scared to, um, man, I had a really good team and it crapped the bed yesterday. I mean, this team is 12 and two regular season. Mm-hmm. This team, Aaron Rodgers, AJ Brown, Keenan Allen, Dalvin Cook, Cam Akers, Ebron, Thielen, Gaskowski in the Miami defense. Who, who did I have on the bench? This is a really deep team, by the way. So when I run that off, you're like, that's, you know, does it sound that great? This is a 14 team league. So it was a pretty solid team. Um, I had Herbert on the bench, but how, how do you bench Aaron Rodgers? Um, and Jacobs was on the bench cause he had struggled. He actually did pretty decent 78 yards and a touchdown, but I, but anyways, that team lost. It got crushed. His team went the hell off. I mean, I'm looking at his, he had Waller in that league. Of course he did. Um, yeah. Wow. But in these leagues I made 14 or 15 championships. I have to look at, uh, semifinals. I have to look at, I think I'm going to make about 10 championships, but I have to, 
after we look at it. It, it might be eight or nine. My whole goal along has been to win seven of the 26 mm-hmm. leagues that I'm in. Because I'm gonna win. I'm gonna win the the uh, the best ball, but I don't consider that as one of them, right? So I put that one aside. So I want to win seven. Because I mean, I'm telling you, people think, oh, you, you want to win more now. Nah, I mean, I'm telling you right now, you're lucky if you win two or three if you if you're if you're in that many leagues. Because just bad luck happens. So I'm I'm still on the path to maybe win seven, but it's gonna be close. There were a couple of teams I thought would be in the in the championship that aren't gonna make it. Like the one I just mentioned, they just laid an egg, and I've got a couple that are going to come down to tonight. Man, strangely enough, as much as I complain about ESPN, I've I've done really well in the ESPN leagues. Uh, it's time to turn back time, and get the hell out of here. Uh, as boring as tonight is, I've got a lot of fantasy chips on the Pittsburgh side in this in this in tonight's game. So a game you normally wouldn't watch. This is why fantasy football is great for the NFL because I'm going to be dialed in pulling for every which way I can, uh, turn back time. If I could turn back time, if I could find a way on this date in 1959, Tom Landry accepts the coaching job for the Dallas Cowboys. He would go on to coach 30 years until 1988. Uh, Remember everyone being up in arms, don't you, when Jerry Jones and Jimmy Johnson showed Tom Landry the door? Oh, yeah. They made such a big deal about that. I was a kid, and I was like, I mean, dude, you sucked the last few years. Like, what, what, you think you just get a pass? <laughs> of course, there there was a time in pro sports where you coached forever just as long as you were willing to continue to coach. Look at Connie Mack. Like, people make a big deal. Yeah. He's most wins of all time. He also had a losing record. So he's got the most losses of all time. <laughs> Connie Mack, of course, he was part owner, but he, he, he was a manager for the Philadelphia Athletics for like 50 years. On this date also, 1969, just 11 years later, was the very last game coached by Vince Lombardi. Do you remember who he coached for? Mm, no. You got me on that. The Washington Redskins. Oh. He would be replaced by – this isn't in front of me, but I know that – he would be replaced by George Allen, who would um, event, who yep. eventually take the over-the-hill gang – to the Super Bowl to lose to the Dolphins in 72. Yep. Birthdays. <clears throat> it's your birthday today. What does that mean? I guess oh, that can't be right. Happy 66th birthday. 66th birthday to little Chris Everett. Nah. Say it ain't so, Joe. Uh-oh. 18 Grand Slam singles titles. Born in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. For you kids who didn't watch tennis, and you probably don't nowadays because it's not what it used to be, but in the late 70s, early 80s, man, Chris Everett was it. It was her, and, and of course, Martina Navratilova came along. Unless you used to play, that was appointment television. 
The world stopped. You always watch those. 66? This one's even just, it's just strange to me as much. Happy 60th birthday to Andy Van Slyke. Van Slyke is 60? Yeah, what? It doesn't seem, which I don't know why this shocks me, because I ain't that far from 60, but it just, the, these other people, you etch them in time and you think they, they stay that age forever, right? Yeah. Yeah, Van Slyke, he, he was part of that famous trade, uh, Cardinals and Pirates. Van Slyke. One of the most overrated uh, outfielders in the history of sports. <laughs> <laughs> Cardinal fans wanted to hold on to him. He's terrible, man. Just let him go. He's just not good. Um, and we'll we'll do a current one. He's only thirty-one, but he seems sixty. Mark Ingram Jr. Uh-huh. of the uh-huh. Baltimore Ravens. 2009 Heisman Trophy. Remember when he won the Heisman in 09? That was the first Heisman Trophy uh, by the Alabama Crimson Tide. I think it had been like four decades. It was something ridiculous. What's your walk-off for the day, sir? Uh, my walk-off is, Sean, you're in two championship games. Can you pull one out now? You've got two shots at it. Are you playing Not him gonna both? Yeah, because he uh, he's in the uh, keeper, two to four. Championship too. Are you playing him in both? No, just the one. I'm okay. just playing him in the radio league. So who, that might not who, be the one. Who is he playing in the other? Oh my goodness, I just saw oh uh Jackson Panthers. Oh, you can't let Vilmo beat you. He's probably not even <laughs> setting his lineup. He's, he's probably not even setting his lineup. That's the <laughs> team know? that knocked me out. I should have won that freaking league. But he had who the hell was it? Someone scored like sixty points for him. Oh, it was the Rams versus Cam Newton. Yeah, and then Cooper Cup stuck in the end zone. So I woke up Friday morning just like with you, down sixty to nothing. And he played two <laughs> players, and one of them wasn't even a re- it was one of the defense. And I was like, ah, oh, crap. I mean, ugh, ugh. Because, like I said, uh, Vilmo beat Will. Beat him by 23 points. Oh, I'm going to have to give Will a hard time. By the way, sir, please let me know via text or in the very near future uh, if you're coming. You are invited uh, Christmas Eve over here. We're going to have get-together with uh, friends and drinks and stuff. But if you if you got plans understood, just want to make sure we uh, – that you don't answer your damn texts. want to make sure I do this – you know, face to face. Okay, I'm, I, I will. Oh, I will tell you what. I'll say it right here. I'll see you on Christmas Eve. Okay. Expect uh, around seven p.m. Uh, is when okay. everyone's getting over here. Uh, all the usual suspects will be over here. We're gonna just have drinks and and uh, have a good time and uh, you know do our our good job to spread COVID to each other, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Uh. God bless. Uh, my walk-off is, man, Monday Night Football. Get locked in. I'm telling you, it's going to be boring football game, but we always say that, and then all of a sudden, it's the National Football League. You never know. But fantasy-wise, I think it's going to be extremely exciting. I don't know. Put some skin in the game if you got to. Tomorrow, the NBA starts. And 
Woken Brokes March to a Championship begins in our fantasy basketball league. I'm all back. Let's go. I'm 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 all in on this fantasy basketball. I'm only playing one league. It's with y'all. I'm gonna have some fun. It, it should be a lot of fun. Hell, we've got three four months before baseball even starts, so you might as well get locked into it. Yep. We'll probably start up some I fantasy agree. NASCAR here in in a in a month or so too. Uh, I can't, I couldn't get into the fantasy golf. It was just too bad. It was way too bad. Yeah. I want it to be good, but it's just no, no. Too many guys don't play. It's just no. We'll see you tomorrow. Uh, for Doug and Justin, I'm Mac McGee. Tomorrow we've got Timus Wooten with us. We've got Stephen Trosh. We'll talk fantasy sports with them, and of course Justin Waller and I will be here as well. See ya. Goodbye, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. We're back tomorrow with another show. Well, unless we're fired, we'll talk to you then. Goodbye, sweetheart. Goodbye. Goodbye. Guys and gals, it's time to go. We'll see you on the next show. Same back time, same back channel. Thanks for listening to Armchair Quarterback Radio, your first choice for sports talk here on the First Coast. <laughs> Armchair Quarterback Radio comes your way every day. Find Armchair Quarterbacks Radio on Facebook today. And don't forget to tap that app. The Armchair Quarterbacks app is free to download, and you can take us anywhere you go. You can hear the whole show every day on Armchair Quarterbacks app. Can I get another cigarette, please? Can I get another cigarette, please? Yeah, I know I live to regret it. Just give me another cigarette, please. If you haven't downloaded it yet, the Armchair Quarterbacks app is the best app you can tap today. Google Android, Apple iPhone. That's right, download it, tap that app today. You can take the Armchair Quarterbacks app anywhere. Free to download, free to use, and important to have. Download it today. Tap that Armchair Quarterbacks app. The best in Southeast sports talk. Listen live or catch the replay. I kinda like-